0: You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. Yeah, welcome back, Josh. Good to be back. It's been a while. Got a little surprise, too. Yeah. You, you come bearing gifts. Here's the surprise.
1: Oh. Oh.
2: Oh. Yeah, that is a good surprise. Ooh. little new start color. Right the bat. Dang. That is, is it is. Pull, pull it up into, into the, the camera.
1: I want to put it over the
2: mic. Yeah, stretch your arms out there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> here, let's... It's not, not really that loud. Just enough. To no, to just no.
3: enough to... Nope, there you go. Hold it right there.
2: What do we have on the table here,
3: Chandler? Uh, I just... We were all talking about it earlier, but... Uh, Sheet grass is very popular for waterfowlers and we got a new color in this week. And it works out because I think this color is a southern color. Um, it's called green timber. And you know, the those southern states with some of that green timber that flooded that flooded timber, man. If they had a blind that they could use this on, it looks awesome.
2: Well, that'd and, look good on anything, whether like if just hunting in like a tree line or Anything like that any kind of tree hide yeah I'd say that's that's a good color to go with
3: and the and, and those seasons are starting to pop off right now so they're getting rolling so it's a good time we've got it in you know because we have we had the natural for years yep right and then mm-hmm. then, we ha- then we had a dark natural that came out earlier this year which is kind of a like a light brown a light brown but the mm-hmm. natural is like a very very tan very, yep. very, yeah it's it does stick out if you're not like in that same
0: like color tails. yeah vegetation right. a lot of guys are mudded in if yeah. they're not mm-hmm. but now we've got three options and then this is the green timber
2: yeah yeah for those of you that are listening Looks good. it's a it's a grass mat with kind of like a dark green kind of almost black coloring on yeah. it mm-hmm. just super dark grass mat that would blend in really well with any kind of tree hide it does yeah. look good. I think it's Give you so some versatile.
3: Options. Those two new ones that we came out with this year, the dark natural and the green timber, I think are very versatile grass mats because not everybody's got that, like, I don't know, prairie cord grass or whatever. Sure. Cattails and stuff that they can yeah. slip their boat
0: blind into. Not mm-hmm.
2: everybody's hunting a prairie marsh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. If you're on a, if you have a boat blind and you're on the water, and usually the water's Muddy, anyways, that you're really going to blend in with
2: yeah, I agree yeah, with you, Patrick. That would with be the really water good. color
0: itself, yeah, instead of being this bright blob sitting on the water. I'm going to foreshadow a little bit here, but be
3: pretty sweet. <clears throat> Even the Higman guys, like they're like their big st- permanent blind down in like that Paducah, Kentucky area. Um, it is man, it is super dark down there. And and they brush it up with pin oaks and all sorts of stuff like that. So this would go right with that. That's pretty sweet.
0: Always getting new stuff in.
3: Yeah. It seems like it. Every day we A little we Christmas surprise. Yeah. That's pretty sweet.
0: That's you can, awesome. You can drop it down on the floor if you want. Bye-bye. <laughs> right on. I yep. love it. We got a... Uh, we're pretty much in... Well, we've hit December. So... Yeah, we didn't. We got really about well, North Zone like waterfowl wise, we've got uh, like a good month left. Yeah, although everything's kind of staying open right now.
3: Yeah, North Zone Missouri has
0: twenty something days left. Middle Zone's got a little bit longer. Yeah, they're what is it the twenty? I don't know if it falls on the twenty fifth, but I always feel like it's. I just know North Zone's right around the Christmas time. But yeah, like tomorrow's going to be sixty. Is it really? Yep. So for December 7th, it's going to be 60 degrees. The benefit is, as we get later in the year, obviously you want some cold weather, you push the ducks down, especially up north, but a lot of times some of your best hunts are that late December. Oh, 100%. But but everything's frozen up, and so there's like a little sheet ice, that's fine. I remember Dad. I think it was last year or something, and they got a draw to go to one of the North Zone. I don't know if which uh, drawing spot it was, but it was so frozen and thick, like it, you just couldn't. You didn't get go get anywhere. Did well, no, they went up they there really not go? knowing uh, how frozen it would be, but it was just so frozen. I mean, trying to break through it. I mean, they tried and then it was like, okay, we got a ways to go to get to the blind that they had drawn that day. Yeah. And
3: and I don't know if the birds, if it was that frozen, I don't think the birds would have been there.
0: Right. And so, but anyways, it's going to be 60 tomorrow. so. So
3: in 10 days, uh, dove falconry will end in Missouri. So heads up. No more falcons. Well, for dove now that that might not be for ducks. So I think that's a different season in itself.
2: How can you tell your falcon which bird is a dove? It's, man, I would love to talk to a falcon, falcon falconry expert. expert. Get on it, Patrick. That's go. our next person coming to find here for a, a podcast. falconry expert. I think that's,
0: yeah. that's so cool. maybe they can bring in a falcon. I think that's yeah, so sit fascinating. Sit on your shoulder and yeah. wear one of those gloves so the
3: talons don't rip apart your arm. Yeah, I think that's so fascinating. Like the hunting.
0: And the little helmet they have on. Yeah. They look where, like one of them old school fighter pilots.
2: Get on it, dude.
0: <laughs> don't the Eagles do that at the stadium? Don't they fly a Yeah, I think eagle? There's an eagle that does uh like a crowd. We go outside.
2: That'd by, be a full cool
0: video. We got to get a falcon in here.
2: We'll bring in like a dead duck and lay it out in the grass. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Falcon and take off. Hmm. See you guys later.
1: Wanted to talk about this because it's not very often that I get to bring up my love for sneakers. In the, <laughs> oh in yeah, room. I brought that up this morning. Do you? We've been talking about it around the office all day. Uh, there's a pair of Real Tree Camo Nike Airships that are yes. coming out on December 13th. Which so crazy. If anybody doesn't know the story of the Airship, it was the first shoe that Michael Jordan won on or Michael Jordan wore. Yeah. On court before the Jordan One. So yes, those come out. Like and they're I said, coming December
0: out in the Real Tree. The Realtree got the
3: first yeah. shoe, like it got uh-huh. that shoe yeah.
1: design. Yeah. So
0: we need to figure out yeah, how to get a couple a brown, pairs here.
1: Like mocha swoosh and a brown ankle collar with brown laces and then Realtree camo on the yeah. entire rest of the shoe. Really? Yeah.
3: So What kind sick. of camo? Uh, Did it say
1: Edge? I think it's Edge. It just says Realtree camo. I mean, I'm getting it from House of Heat, so they probably don't know that. But look,
2: Zoom in on the shoe. It'll say it with the Realtree logo.
3: Do you see sticks and leaves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like grasses.
1: It, yeah, I see the Realtree logo, but it's too blurry to see what okay. the text is. It
2: it almost looked like either. it popped
1: up on my phone yesterday. Is there
2: any green leaf in it? Is it Adapt or is it Edge? It wouldn't be Adapt. Uh-uh. Edge. Okay, they got it's a close-up
0: image. It's Edge. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Give me a pair got of some, those. Go hooping. Got some
2: sneakers <laughs> the for woods. the deer blind. I <laughs> can't see you coming.
0: Nope.
3: I got to look them up. Speaking just, of just deers. Because. maybe they're my style. Be dunking on them does. Speaking of deers. What are they called? There's a lot of Nike Realtree shoes.
1: Uh, Nike Realtree Airship 1s. Okay.
3: Those aren't there, that. Yeah.
1: I can text you the article really quick.
0: Yeah. I'll look at it later. You look it up. And so last week, obviously, um, Josh was gone. But that's because he had some business to attend to. And what, I think you had text.
2: It was Thursday morning. Did you
0: text me right after?
2: Oh, I was in the blind when I texted I you. I believe,
0: yeah, which I was, I don't know if I was as pumped as you, but I was pretty pumped.
2: Well, didn't I just send you the video of, like, you, the screen on my camera?
0: You sent me the video from your recording of it, mm-hmm. and I did it real slow, which is funny, of the deer, and... uh is, is this your first buck? Yes. You've ever taken? Yes. Bow or gun? Yep. That's incredible.
2: It was a cool day.
0: And it's all, like, they're all nice. Everything looks different. Um, obviously, a little broke up. Who knows? Could have been fighting. Yeah. The mass.
2: He's got some mass. He
0: carries his mass well. Yeah. All Six the way Six-year-old
2: deer, probably about 300 pounds on the hoof. Thing was a monster
0: he's even got i love when they still have a little bit of the rub yeah oh, yeah from rubbing mm-hmm. on that their I'm bases i'm trying to be really
2: careful with that so it doesn't come mine off. finally no. fell off a deer oh, that really? i
0: took i think my cat got a hold of it and thought it was a little <laughs> little play toy yeah yeah anyway um, that thing is amazing so that was uh in kansas
2: yeah kansas rifle season was last week uh it's i mean still going on right now but i hunted opening day all day long Mm -hmm. i had a buck come in first thing in the morning and i don't do a lot of deer hunting as you know so i had i had the gun out the window looking down this thing with the scope hammer back and everything i'm like oh that's a deer let's go i'm gonna get a deer yeah uh but on this trip i also knew that i had an opportunity to shoot a really quality deer oh yeah a big mature buck and i told myself don't 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 shoot this one it's it's seven o'clock on opening day of rifle season you got a little bit of time here to right. fill this tag um so I'm, so I'm glad i passed up on that and i saw deer moving all day long so it, i mean it was one of the coolest deer hunting experiences for me because i got to watch deer yeah half the time i go deer hunting i'm just sitting there looking at trees blowing in the wind and maybe a squirrel sure uh so it was, re- it was really cool to be in a high traffic area and get to see does running through i saw a a uh, little forky chasing a couple of does and uh, nice. Yeah, it was it was entertaining to have something to watch while yeah. I was hunting and glassing and really? looking for a prime looking example of a that, Kansas yeah. Kansas whitetail buck. And, oh yeah, um, hunted sun up sundown. I was in the blind like an hour and a half before legal light, and then uh, that evening I had three does come up to the feeder right at last light. So my evening sit lasted a little longer than I hoped it would. Uh, I did see like 5 o'clock, I could shoot until like 5.30. Mm-hmm. Very south end of the field, I saw the does come out and then some bucks followed. And then I glassed up a really big bodied deer. It was too far away to really get a good look, but I saw it had a lot of mass mm-hmm. in the antlers and a big body. I don't know if it was this deer or another one that's in the area, Yeah. but I knew leaving that stand... That there was a, a nice deer, I I saw it go back into the trees where it bedded down. Like I just I, I had an idea, like yes, I want to I want to sit in this blind again tomorrow.
0: Did you have an option to change? Yeah,
2: I could have switched spots if I okay. wanted to. But and you're like ah, this is it, it was, I'm gonna go back there. Yeah, I it was in a persimmon patch. We had a corn feeder out there because in Kansas you can bait. Sure. Um, but the deer were hitting the persimmons and not even looking at the corn. Yeah and so next morning i get in there about an hour hour and a half before shooting time and at this point i kind of knew what to expect hunting out of this blind i knew which way, what directions to look and to be prepared to shoot and so fortunately i was set up to shoot out of the window that this deer came through moving a tripod around and trigger stick and the rifle and the chair with all that moving around between the two the different windows in the shoot house uh I, I, I tried my best to not have to do that. Uh, so, sun's just starting to creep up, maybe 10 minutes before legal, and I see a deer in front of me eating persimmons. I can, I can, like, just looking through the binoculars but 60 yards, I can barely make out antlers. And I mean, I could tell it was like an eight point. I don't know if it was that one, though. Yeah. Then, four does cross defense coming over to me from the north they meet up behind me with that buck and then they they go north back over the fence they came from I'm like man i missed an opportunity you but, never know what's gonna happen well then then i uh wait like five minutes and i look to my left and this guy's sitting there eating persimmons like nothing's happening yep lined it's up so crazy shot. Yeah, got oh. it, got it all on camera, lined up the shot, and uh, y- y- if you like deer hunting and you like watching kill shots, this is definitely one that you'll want to watch. Yeah, because it was awesome. It's uh, I've never seen a deer go down this way before.
0: Yeah, So I'll, I'll leave very it at that. rarely, but I've yeah. I've seen it a few times. But it was
2: awesome. Yeah, normally yeah. It, normally it's it's a little bit different, but that one was pretty cool. So yeah. video should be yeah on the youtube channel that's yeah, so I got cool <coughs>
3: huh?
0: i got to watch early
3: i got an early release yeah yeah got so. the
0: premiere shot yeah, yeah i was pumped and it was i don't know that's awesome man so what did that they was, was they, so cool, they
3: rough man. score this or i
2: mean yeah we put some tape on it scored 141
3: on an eight pointer as a mainframe eight yep and he's broke off. That's all I can ask for. Yeah. The other
2: side, it. I got. We had trail camera pictures of him. It was a little bit longer than that brow time. Yeah.
0: There you go. That mass. That's gonna definitely. Yeah. That well that ups look, that
2: score. That thing how, is. Look at how tall he is.
0: Yeah. It's it's great. It's
2: cool, dear. Cool. Experience. Oh, I love it. it makes me uh, want to hold off for another big buck next year. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, so, now Patrick's so let getting me, let me talk to you about picky?
3: let me talk to you about your. Uh, Your tag's in Missouri. So you used your any deer rifle tag. Yes. Okay. But I'm trying to think what's coming up. It's a doe season right now, I think. It's a doe season right now. But if you had an archery tag and an archery bow, you could do that whole thing for another buck in Missouri. Right. I think
2: there's alternative methods coming up. Yeah, but that's the rifle tag, isn't
3: it? I think if you use a black powder, you have to use a rifle tag. So you've
0: already burned yours.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I can't fit another deer in my freezer. Well,
0: I gave. I've seen the meme of the yeah. of the
2: dude that works at Home Depot and it's one, one deer, deer, two, two deer, deer, three, deer <laughs> three deer, four deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This deer is actually in my buddy's freezer because I didn't have any room for it. Oh man, I put it in there. I'm like, you know what? If you want to eat it, I'm, by all means, I got deer meat coming out of my ears. There's I'm already three guessing deer we're house.
0: gonna get some snacks out of this.
2: Well, there's some snacks in Chandler's fridge right now if you didn't eat them all. Well, he um, didn't bring
0: his fridge in here. No, the, the
3: fridge is not in here, but Pat wasn't here last week to enjoy some of them.
2: Are they gone? No.
3: Yeah. It what, happens. Was, what was that
2: anyways? It was duck.
3: It was, that's what that I was thought. It duck. wasn't deer. Oh,
2: was... I
0: didn't end up um, tasting any, but I saw you had some, and then I forgot all about we're, it. Yeah, you were here last week. I missed week. out.
3: But I, like, handed, uh, you, I handed everybody some yeah. snack sticks. and Yeah, you were here last week.
0: Never mind. I lost. Josh was gone. I missed out. Yeah. Well, he was getting more snacks for us. Yeah. 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 So it worked out. This con- congrats, man. That thing is Thanks. awesome. I might do the alternative. Yeah. I don't know though. Which is going to be well? I'd still like to get out and bow hunt a couple more times, but have you have you shot just two, like have you shot two bucks in a year? both with bows have you done that before no that's i think that'd be pretty cool to do actually really I think the most deer i've taken in one year anyways is two mm-hmm. and that was like a buck and a doe yep never two bucks um not that i wouldn't but typically like i took my buck before rifle started this year yep so my next one, I just become more picky cuz mm-hmm. then at that point like you you know you're talking about all the meat like um almost be I it, just it don't, I like don't like a, need another set of antlers just because it almost helped if you had a cold deer or you had I don't know maybe yeah unless I saw an injured one or something mm-hmm. that I knew okay um now I am going to, hopefully, I had talked to Anthony at work because he let me use this loader during rifle so mm-hmm. I could hunt some public land. So during the alternative oh. season, is it technically be, is, is his. Is he going to be using the muzzle? Loader? So if he uses it, then I'm out of luck. Oh, hey, why not- don't
2: we just go to the store where we can all get muzzle loaders because I want to get one. Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying walk,
0: walk across the parking lot.
2: Yeah, let's go let's go get some muzzle loaders, Patrick.
0: But I'd love to have one. I don't know why I don't my dad has one. I guess if he doesn't go then I can use his. Yeah. Um but there is So there there is a deer yeah. that I've heard of well, that Josh that I'd like are, to go after. Oh, in your in on your
3: area? On in your, the in the area. Yeah, in your spot. Yes. Josh is always
0: at a laddles for alternative methods
3: as Ooh. well.
2: So, <laughs> I don't trust myself for one of those.
0: <laughs> there was a <laughs> It'd be fun, but Yeah, I saw a guy that took on with an addalot. Got a be story sneaky. last week. I watched a video last week and I know people spear hunt, like not an addalot, a spear. And he was spear hunting for bear. And so the stand, it's like a platform stand amongst the pines or wherever he was at. But it's not very tall Mm -hmm. because you really got to get some good force. And so the bear is, you know, feeding on the bucket or wherever they were at. And he's maybe eight feet, you know, platform. So it's right there. One of them heavy spears. Boom.
2: That would be so much fun.
0: I wonder Done. I wonder if that's like the same
3: adrenaline spike as is a bow hunt.
2: It's got to be more. It's got to be more or something. Like it just it, think oh about like the gosh. primal instincts inside your body when you're throwing a spear at Isn't him. that is as primal as it gets. I mean, catching them with your hands is the
0: well, pride. I'm not doing that with a bear.
2: No. But
0: yeah. I mean, can you
2: spear hunt in Missouri? I believe. I think uh, so. I can look at
0: the uh the sheet i'd have to check
2: that'd be fun i think it's under under that alternative method season yeah Hmm. anyway this got me all like gung-ho about deer hunting so why not you've been after it this year i i have been a part of four deer Now we got him
0: hooked chandler now he's on that yeah
2: i'm thinking about buying my bow tag next year you still buy one now I don't need it right now. I got to <laughs> get into the waterfowl stuff. But I'm thinking, like, you know, October and September, just get out there, do some evening bow hunts. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, tomorrow?
0: Like, if you're just wanting to get out for like an easy late season bow hunt, it's not going to be It's freezing. Windy. It's going to
2: be windy. That's all right. Yeah. I need to get my bow yeah. sided in there. We though. got windproof clothing. That's true. Or the Tarek bibs and jacket on that hunt.
0: Hey. Those are legit. Yeah. Chandler's family member was talking about that windproof stuff. I'm telling you, you can wear less and not be as bulky having a windproof garment.
2: So, yeah, what I was wearing was the Merino crew and the hoodie. So both of the Rogers Merino pieces and mm-hmm. then Tarek bibs and jacket.
0: Yeah. And that you get it? some wind out in Kansas. Yeah.
2: It was cold the first morning. but It was more like a wet cold because it was like kind of yeah, like I don't know, foggy, damp, frosty. It was kinda. about
0: the weather we've had for a yeah. week here. I feel like we haven't seen the sun and yeah. ever.
2: Yeah, but now all I can think about is how much fun it would be to bow hunt a deer after rifle hunting them. Oh sure, like I enjoy the ease of rifle hunting. Like you can, you don't have to take it as seriously. You know. Like, with your scent control and you can move around a little bit more. You don't need them to get as yeah. close. Um, Some of the best
3: rifle hunts have been in a redneck with a friend.
2: Oh, I'm sure.
3: Like, yeah, you you got to be quiet. You can't be having a, you know, rustling around and, you know, working on your WWE wrestling skills up in the redneck or anything. Yeah. But, but you still, you can, like, just. I don't know.
2: You get away with a little bit more during rifle season.
3: Put the binoculars up and have a great conversation about, mm-hmm.
0: you know, your favorite whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's what got me hooked on the bow hunting.
2: After shooting Is, them with a gun? You want a little more challenge? Well,
0: once I started bow hunting, because I knew they had to come in closer, just what it opened up my eyes to that maybe I wouldn't have seen. Cause yeah. I would have taken a deer, you know, there's a lot of deer I would have taken had I had a gun, yep. but I couldn't cause they were too far away. And then I was able to see interactions amongst the deer. And I mean, you get them close enough and up, you can hear them breathe. And yeah, just all sorts of interactions. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've seen, you know, everybody's seen crazy stuff like does on their hind legs, you know, like boxing each other. <laughs> Um, you know, right in front of me, uh, you know, a mom and her fawns, her yearlings, you know, walking right underneath me, and then a coyote following them, sneaking through the woods.
2: You just feel like you're like the fly and on the wall. And I'm watching, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm watching, nature. you know, nature happen. You're in, fully immersed in, in nature. The predator, you know, after its prey. But you're the apex. And I'm the apex. And. So, um and i took out that guy. coyote yep, yeah that's right <laughs> i was like listen here um but that was so cool just to see that little part yeah and just all sorts of stuff so man, you make what i'm deer hunting right now
2: what i'm most excited about is that i during rifle season i put trail cameras out at a property that i can hunt tomorrow i'm gonna go up there check the cameras and just kind of take a little inventory and see what kind of deer herd we've got going on up there Mm -hmm. and all through spring and summer i'm going to do some management practices and just kind of i'm really going to dive into doing some homework on the deer stuff to then know exactly what i'm getting myself into next year and then having an idea of you know what shooters are out there instead of saying well i don't know whatever comes by just shoot it
0: yeah yeah Yeah. which whatever makes you happy i'm always on the side of you know yeah obviously i would take this deer every day yeah. for me um the deer i took is a little bit smaller than this is it is smaller that's a big um, deer that's, that's and so big. but i'm you know like the trophy hunting versus not and then that's fine if you are whatever no makes problem. you happy man yeah if um, you think it's a good deer but i'm never deer. too picky yeah just depend if my heart starts a yeah. pumping though, and you get a little too close, might get a meat missile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
2: I'm um, I'm more excited about taking inventory of the deer and managing them. So then my wife oh, and seeing what you have. Well, also so then I can take my wife out for rifle season next year, and we have some yeah. bucks on camera. We know what we're looking for, and, and you she know, can shoot a buck.
0: Yeah, and you know,
3: we've patted them. Hey, this hitless. is yes. out there. Hey, yeah, old Scarface is gonna walk out yeah. down here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Big, Big Ten, old teardrop. Yeah, all the
2: buckwheat. Yep, I'll just name them like their pets. Like that's uh, that's Frankie.
0: There's old Ronnie.
2: Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a name for one that I got on camera. It, like got hit by a car or something. Like one antler is just. Would you call him totals, a sideswipe? No, nope, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's a really good one. I don't know. We named him like Jeffrey or something speed like that. <laughs> speed Speedbump. <laughs> speed bump, egg
0: leg. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's cool, man.
2: Deer hunting, it's growing yep. on me. That's did you, awesome. Did you talk man. about... Welcome.
0: Before we switched over to, to duck hunting,
2: did you talk about the firearm you used? Yeah, we were uh, using a new cartridge and a new rifle. So, yeah, I had
0: to Google it. Yeah, we... <laughs> so I thought you had a typo.
2: Nope. We were using 360 <laughs> Buckhammer, 360. which... Yeah, 360 okay. Buckhammer, which is Remington's new straight wall cartridge. So they're... Shoots a little bit faster, uh, less bullet drop, carries a little bit more um, energy downrange than like a thirty thirty 30 or um, whatever, whatever other straight wall cartridges are out there.
0: When I looked up the rifle, mm-hmm. it reminded me of a thirty thirty, 30 or lever action.
2: Yeah, so the rifle's a Henry, we used a H007X or 9X, 9X. One of the two seven or seven or nine i don't remember off the top of my head but it's a new yeah. rifle that they designed for 360 buck hammer so it's a it's a lever gun and that that cartridge is designed for lever guns so cool yeah so if you guys live in a, a state where you are restricted to straight wall center fire cartridges there's a new one on the market it's pretty
0: awesome might have to show beth that is that something that, is she's that, a thirty thirty? Yeah, well, know, 30/30, guru. So thirty thirty is would not be, a straight wall, but that lever action style of gun, yeah, I like
2: like a forty. I think she'd be all over that gun. Yeah, well, and I we used a suppressor on it too. Did you? Yeah. Oh, wow, cool. And the amount of recoil you get off of it, especially with the suppressor, like yeah, it was like I was shooting a twenty-two. That's awesome. And hunting with a, a rifle normally you take that shot and your ears are just you know because the sound just bounces off of everything right um but yeah that suppressor no ears ringing that's sweet yeah it was cool it was really cool yeah that's awesome man i'd do it all over again And
0: now you're transitioning now it's are you waterfowl hunting now the rest of the year
2: yes i'd like to squeak in an upland hunt if i could okay sure and squirrel hunting and squirrel that that is on the list of things to do tomorrow yeah well i'm
0: what are you goose and squirrel
2: goose and squirrel and Uh, checking trail cameras sounds like
0: a good day to me that's awesome oh yeah well i'm kind of glad you're back this week because one of the things i wanted to get into which is like right up your alley because as we all know josh is is that uh diy do it yourself waterfowl hunter um doesn't mean that you don't get invited to go to places mm-hmm. and you've done that. But a lot of what you do as well is a uh, freelance waterfowl hunting, yep. taking your kayak out public land. Um, Even just knocking on doors, knocking on doors. Um, I mean, that's obviously, as we all know, you know, I dabble in it a little bit, but that's, you know, I'm a public land guy. Chandler is that way yep um gets out there tries to figure out where to go on public land around this area Uh, and we've had opportunities to go with people too but most i would say most of all of our hunting is public lane for the three of us yeah for sure majority wise yeah weekend to weekend it's all definitely it's all public and we all get a couple a couple other stuff for sure we get some opportunities yeah that get yes exactly um And one of the things that always gets brought up um, around, you know, we're kind of in that prime waterfowl right now. Everybody's in it, especially on the duck side, um, in this area for sure, is um, like the commercialization of waterfowl hunting, like the remembering of when you were younger, like the good old days. Or um, even I catch myself like, you know, when I'm describing to customers, when I was a kid, I remember, Mm -hmm. you know, um, duck hunting with dad growing up and, and being able, you know, and whatever. Um, so I wanted to kind of touch on that and kind of get your aspect of it. Um, one, you've seen both sides of it. Um, and two, the pros, cons, maybe that we see, um, so when I talk about the commercialization of it, I'm kind of talking about the outfitting side versus the, the publicly inside. Mm-hmm. So turning waterfowl hunting into a business, which is great. No problem. You know, um, there's some money in it. Um, and that's your business that you want to get into. Awesome. Um, you know, just like any job. So, um, just kind of your thoughts on that and, and how it's grown. I know in this area, like, um, so I've been at Rogers now 11 years. I can, I just see each year more guides and outfitters starting, whether it's a real small operation or ones that have been around a long time. Um, and just the, the leasing of land, um, um, taken up more land and then there's always that battle between the the public land guys the freelance hunters and then this land that gets taken up you know because they you know whether the, um, they have the money to do it and and some people don't and then the limiting of access for for freelance hunters to go out and and try to get some ducks and Some of that can be jealousy, too, right? We see all the pictures of everybody out there and their piles of ducks and geese, and maybe that's a little bit of it, too, for me. I'm like, gosh, dang, they're getting after it. So um, just kind of your thoughts on that. What have you seen? I mean, would you say it's growing, that side of it? Um, Do you think it's changed, you know, from when you were younger to now? Do you see more outfitters now than ever before?
2: I do think that there's a higher number of people wanting to start an outfit and uh, start guiding hunts. Uh, I, you're asking a lot of questions in one sentence, I though, know. Patrick? I was
0: kind of giving a summary there, but we'll break it down for you.
2: Okay, break it down into <laughs> singular questions for me, yeah. I guess.
0: Okay, so first, do you see less opportunity for freelancers to go out and just enjoy waterfowl
2: hunting? On private land? correct i do think it's gotten a lot more difficult than what it has been in the past uh does it have anything to do with outfitters i don't think so uh i just i just think that times have changed and there's a lot more liability from the landowner like they some people don't like to let people hunt because of the liability of it makes sense somebody gets hurt they can get in a, a legal lawsuit and all Maybe that. They stuff. had
0: a bad experience. Yeah. And there's the, that too.
2: There's, there's a number of things, uh, but yeah, there's as far as it being harder to get access to private land. I do think that it is getting harder and it's going to get harder than it already is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think, and at least, and you can speak to this from the waterfowl side. So on the deer side, good luck growing up, Like, I noticed I had opportunities to hunt on farms that my dad, you know, knocked on the farmer's door Mm -hmm. and got opportunities. And and really, the payment to hunt on that land was, and I kind of joke in this way, but, you know, it was a honey-baked ham at Christmas. And if you shot something, you know, you got them a summer sausage basket and some sticks and a roast and, you know you make sure you just clean up and you might help with some fencing or if you see things you know and the farmer hey can you help me do this and that was kind of the payment and now you do see um it's hard to get on land part of it might be liability is part of it though too um is just the buying up or the leasing out and i don't blame the farmers some of these farmers are getting offered thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. and if they're running an operation whether it's crops or cattle or whatever that money can go a long ways to offset you know some of their expenses yep um but a lot of people don't have that cash flow oh yeah and so do you think that the the leasing out or the the buying up of this land whether from private um from landowners uh, for like outfitters and businesses and guides. Um, I just feel like it's going to keep getting harder. Yes. Because the competition to hunt on that property keeps going up. So the dollars go higher and higher every year. Yeah. Because you got like to outbid the next guy. Think
2: about it this way like, look at Central Kansas. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of outfitters playing around in Central Kansas. And it's, it's it's basically just a bidding war like that Cheyenne
0: point. bottoms area.
2: Yeah, like it it's it's a bidding war and if you're just Joe Blow wanting to go hunt with your two or three buddies and go shoot some ducks, mhm it's incredibly difficult to get on a piece of land even if that land isn't leased up by an outfitter or locked down by an outfitter or, like it it's it's just the the thought process of well these this guy's getting paid this much why you know small towns they talk right yeah so because
0: what i'm what i would be nervous about is i always want there to be opportunity for everybody that gets into hunting to be able to enjoy mm-hmm. what i've enjoyed growing up
2: well you know it would be nice is if you're going on a scouting trip and you have like three or four feeds or a couple of ponds and you're knocking on doors trying to get permission it'd be nice to get a yes on one every once in a while mm-hmm. but
0: I mean there is forums out there on how to dress, act. Yeah. <laughs> There's like yeah the do's and don'ts of how to get you get permission actually, on property. I mean, you actually be can be prepared about the liability if that's, yeah. if that's what they're worried about. You could have that yeah. right ready to go. Yeah. In a, but that's crazy that we're to that point. The do's and yeah. don'ts and and we're we're f- you know, making forums and web pages on how to get permission. So I don't want to run too long on this, but yeah,
3: personally, uh, me, I, mean, I, was, I was talking Missouri. I know Josh brought up some Kansas stuff, but yeah. in Missouri, if you're a waterfowler and you think you don't have opportunity, I don't know what's what's going on because you can throw a waterfowl opportunity. I mean, at least, you know, in the north part of Missouri, it's not very hard to find. Um, I'm not saying they're all within 15 minutes of your driveway, yeah that'd be ideal though that'd, that'd be mean, great that'd be nice. <laughs> but if you're saying that man the opportunity is not you know publicly the opportunity is not around in missouri i think you're not trying hard enough because yeah. there is so much opportunity for public lane in missouri now when you start dealing with private leases what i've seen talking to outfitters and stuff is one outfitters just battling back and forth on leases that they're buying or like they're getting over, you know, they're taking leases from other outfitters and it gets kind of nasty and I, I don't yeah. really like that. But Yeah. Um, but, at, but at the same time, a group of guys who wanted to lease this field for goose hunting mm-hmm. might have lost that lease to an outfitter, a bigger operation. That can happen. Right. But I, I just don't think that, I think... I think the average public land guy still got way the a opportun- ton of opportunity, and this is not probably the same for every other state in the in the lower right. States. But in Missouri, and you're if you're in the northern part of Missouri, and I know there's stuff down south. I'm just not too familiar with how how close it is. But right. really, yeah, I mean, it's only a few hours. I mean, I can be pretty far south of missouri in three hours from my house and we yeah. drive sometimes two and a half north of here right to go hunt so that's so maybe the
0: new. at least around here what you're saying the opportunities are are still there we're that not present themselves yeah, we're not losing them to maybe we private. just need to you're just gonna have to get just homework. a little bit more effort mm-hmm. right it's not proper, out your back door having
2: no. the proper equipment helps too and like I, it, I, a boat that that opens up so much true for somebody
3: but i mean yeah, honestly, I mean, I've been a non-boater, waterfowler publicly. Well, guy. as long
0: as I've known you, yeah, I've basically been and a non-boater.
3: I got a couple of tricks up my sleeve, but other than that, sure. it's, it's
0: it's man, it's doable. But you put in the time too, and that's yeah. why I kind of revert.
3: Man, to I know some you guys. guys who
0: put way more
3: time in than I do, and, and then they they figure it out for sure.
0: And I do know you're I sp- right. I, I, I spend do a know, lot of time on on X. I do know some guys that come into the store. That go out and get their limits and they figure it out. A lot of those hunts are on public spots. Yep. But they figure it out. Um, But their desire to get after it, you know, is there. Um, Yeah. And I don't know what to tell the guys that
3: had a lease and then the lease changes from a a group of
0: guys to an outfitter. And leases do cost more now, I would say. Yeah. For sure. Um, And that maybe that's just one of the things we have to deal with like anything else and i do
3: think farmers know that uh, they can get if they have you know yeah farming property that could be a a white tail thing or could be a right a a goose hunt oh it's hard they
0: know yeah that they could get a lease out of it it's hard to blame the farmer and i don't at all because to them you know, especially if they don't hunt at all, Yeah. hey, this is revenue for me. And sometimes farming, I mean, it costs a lot of money and things break and, you know, mm-hmm. so you never blame them if they can bring in some money to offset some of that stuff. That's, that's awesome. One of the things we were talking about before we started, and you mentioned Missouri. So we kind of brought up the Illinois River area. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of brought up a little bit as a, as an example of the good old days or or how it used to be
2: yeah before we
0: jump into that area can we talk about who's down in
3: that area and what they got going for us this week Ooh, where at a giveaway we're down in that the Ooh. paducah area oh yeah let's do that but
0: you ready i was waiting i was waiting for that segue for yeah. a while yeah <laughs> chandler pump well he's probably pumped because we got a wall of goodies i don't even i haven't even calculated what it is a wall, so, like literally. There's a lot of stuff.
3: <laughs> How is Hayden Hay- Hay- going to come? <laughs> come toss him at us? We're going to catch him? Yeah, and, maybe Hayden. Yeah, come Hayden come can, can grab. We'll do them. the whole. We'll do the whole like. Yeah, let's Hayden not break it, I'll put that. Over we here put, put
0: that up first. Yeah, we do have a. This is this is a good one. Yeah, uh, we've been waiting for this one. Let's start. Let's start with the
3: stack first, but not the very top box. We want actually want to start with the bottom box. Yep. Yep. Yep, that's how it works,
0: for sure. Yeah, this so is a, this so this is a good one.
3: giveaway. Is us partnering with Higdon Outdoors? Can we already say that. Higdon. Getting... Nope. Okay, but... so that's what it is. Yeah, Higdon Outdoors. Their home base is in Paducah, Kentucky. That's right down there, near the Illinois and the Mississippi and all that. You know. I'm saying that right, or which is that the right river we're talking about? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the same. I think the same
0: area you were just about to talk to, uh, like the Illinois River. uh, I'm gonna look it up. So the first item, holy cow, the giveaway is huge. But they 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 definitely Higdon outdid themselves. They were Ohio uh, River. They've been gracious enough to, uh, we got a whole thing here. It's a good price. So, yes. You'll wanna so,
2: you'll wanna definitely enter in this giveaway.
0: Definitely. I I don't even know the total. I just know it's well over a thousand dollars. So uh we'll keep it at that. So the first item is the uh Higdon Mallard standard size six pack. Um and these are foam filled. They've got the new X H D hyper feathering, the detail, uh very durable decoy. Um so that got four drakes two hens that is the standard size mallard six pack so we'll do that one we'll switch out next up number two is the standard widgeon foam filled so you get a little mix in there right uh add to the spread that is four drakes two two hens as Mm -hmm. well um a couple skimmers foam and some filled as well foam yeah filled. different head positions so those are the six-pack standard widgeons
2: and that makes a dozen decoys right there's there. there's
0: already a dozen but we're not done
2: we just get, wait there's wait, more there's more call now
0: <laughs> next up they we're, threw in by buying them up diver yeah. pack foam filled six-pack diver pack what do we, like we got on got
2: that one golden
0: eye
3: redhead
2: no 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 we that's got? that's a bill. ring neck,
0: oh,
3: and a yeah. bluebill, and blue a redhead. No, and hen guy. for
2: each of them.
0: Yeah, redhead draken hen, bluebill draken and hen, and a ring neck Drake and hen. So you get your diver pack.
2: This is making out to be quite the public landsat.
0: Yeah, right? This is perfect. This is a good mix.
2: Yeah. All oh, you great. puddle duck guys will get excited about this one.
0: And then the last of the floating... floating decoys because we got a lot more to go is the standard pintail foam-filled six-pack four drakes two hens four drakes two hens on that so with those obviously you need to rig them up so, so was, that was two dozen decoys that's two dozen floating decoys and then we got two dozen rigs let me, let me see one of them yeah, these are
2: pretty sweet Wait, you got 36 inch four ounce rigs from Higden.
0: so you got Two dozen rigs, obviously, because these four ounce. Yep, they feel heavy. Yep, Uh right. thirty-six inch, four ounce, dozen packs. The battleship decoy rigs, twelve pack. So you'll be set. You can rig up your decoys. So next, yeah.
2: But then you also need a decoy bag for them.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah. This one's pretty sweet because this is the, the X slot. X slot. You can do a lot with this. So this bag will store all two dozen of those if you'd like it to, or it has the X slot adjustable divider system so you can configure it from six to 24 slots. Uh, PVC backed 600 denier polymaterial. Um, it's got the mesh bottom so to drain out some water, uh, padded divider panels, carry straps, um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. so. Uh, this is pretty sweet you can use it for maybe a dozen decoys and um, some uh, motion, motion decoys yeah. you can do all two dozen decoys that you get in this prize pack in there so yeah it's so pretty like sweet pictures over in the sides got some like oh yeah pulsators and some of the slots and and you can, you can do a lot with it x slots mm-hmm. kind of their new style bags they've come out with they got one for turkey and yeah um and ducks as well so pretty sweet so you got that bag as well, to put all that in. But wait, there's more. But wait, we're we just get getting set up for the fields. Keep on going. This is the new... Higdon Flats. Higdon Flats. Mallard Silhouettes. And that is, if I'm not mistaken, a yes, pack? a dozen packs. So, you know, maybe you got them on shore and they're, the oh, ducks yeah. are feeding up the bank. And so, you got a dozen of those. So, that's sweet. Oh, And then... If you're out, you know, maybe you're transitioning into goose season or you're doing a hunt with ducks and geese, you're getting two of these, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, two of them. So two dozen of the motion, motion flats. flats. So if you haven't seen these...
2: they wiggle and dance. We're
0: getting two dozen of those? Two, two dozen. dozen. Jeez. Two dozen motion Canada flats. So if you've... Uh, Seen videos of these, they really put some uh, uh, motion in your spread of, instead of just having a, a standard silhouette. So something new that they came out with this year. So two dozen of those. And then what
2: do we got? One more item? One more item. I think Hayden might need to hold it up behind us. Yeah. It won't fit on the table. Hayden, you just kind of jump in here.
0: Hide your noggin behind yeah, it. Yeah, no, you don't hide. have they to. They can't see you. They don't so know what you look obviously like. Obviously, you uh, have to hide yourself. Yeah, so you can hunt. So <laughs> he is. <hunting.
2: laughs> um,
0: Can't break that fourth they wall. They also are throwing in. Hold
2: it the other way. The there you go. There you go. There you go. Perfect.
0: The Invisi Man. It's a great blind. Optifade mm-hmm. Marsh Pattern. It's like a semi layout blind slash chair. It, it, it is. It's like a cross between the Invisi and the Invisi Chair. It's it,
2: legit. It's their most popular blind that we sell. If anybody is looking to even start duck hunting, this is the giveaway for you. Everything. Like this is everything that you could need to start duck hunting. Yes. Um, you can use that InvisiMan in the water or in the field. Yeah. And as
0: always, so big shout out to Higdon. Um, check out all their products. We carry a giant line of Higdon decoys and blinds. Um, all sorts of stuff from Higdon. They're always so gracious in uh and they're always at our waterfowl event. Um, so you can see that stuff in person, but um they've been a great asset to Roger Sporting Goods. So big shout out to Higdon and Secret Word as is as always, yes, there is going the code word for this week if you're listening to get extra to get entries. A hundred extra free entries into this giveaway is going to be Brooke. B R O O K. Why is, why is that? That is Brooke. So he is uh man, he's been a mainstay at Higdon now. I don't yeah. know how Brooke. long he's been there. So Brooke Richard who works for Higdon um he might, he might always helped us the, out. The Higdon Outdoors Television Yeah the Higdon uh, television their, their waterfowl uh TV series that they put out you can see that on youtube um they put out some great waterfowl hunts um so we're using his first name as the code word so thank you brooke um it is b-r-o-o-k-e is the code word for this week's giveaway and this is week 10 hayden oh nine this is week nine of our nine weeks of 12 weeks 12 weeks of christmas giveaway week nine gosh dang
2: And And this is uh,
1: just as a PSA, we have had reports of direct messages that are going out from accounts that are not us. Again, as we've said most weeks, the only way that we're going to contact you if you win is through an email.
0: Um, Yes. So, PSA announcement there is a uh, fake account on Instagram. Um, There's multiples. Yes. That stuff happens, but we're not going to DM you um your personal accounts and stuff like that so make sure you don't follow it and click on that their links they're sending out and it's a scam so um but make sure you follow us the real mm-hmm. router sporting goods you'll so, know you'll know if you'll it's a know. fake account if you yes. click
2: if you click on their profile and look and they have six pictures posted that's not it's us. fake if you see patrick's face on it it might be us <laughs> it might be us
1: <laughs> but they're they're sharing some of our stuff yeah so there, it's like a copycat copycat page you've but seen it's gonna, it's gonna look very similar to the account that you're used to seeing uh-huh. the, the account that we've seen so far it's private so all of our accounts are public you'll never have to request to correct follow our accounts um yeah and our account has over a hundred thousand followers yeah, this doesn't one it has like 244 <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> just be smart shame recognize yeah. you know scams. unbelievable on unknown links and uh, we'll never contact you through DM for a giveaway win.
2: Giveaway winners will be contacted via email. And it's the email that they used to enter the giveaway.
3: Correct. So real quick before we jump on to the final, finish our topic yeah. out here. I was adding all of this to my car on Rogersporting.com because if I wanted to buy this, how much would it cost me? Oh. So I got four six-pack of mal- uh, four six pack of decoys. We got mallage, pintails, winches, and a diver pack. Yeah. Two sets of rigs the next slot bag one one flats ducks two flats motion geese yep is motion subtotal, $1, 000, $1, is a man subtotal $1000 106480 is is the total
0: that's crazy that
3: is the giveaway a yeah. 106480 i just put it up on our website and i'm and these are pro, these are items some of them were on sale yeah. so yeah correct yeah this
0: is a, some of that's uh sale pricing they, right we even now. had the invisible so, on
3: sale a little bit yeah so
0: that's awesome Thousand sixty four um, eighty. That's yeah. the giveaway. Go enter it. Big shout out to Higden. Check them out to watch some of their content and head on over to Rogersporting Goods dot com or in the store, and you can see their full lineup of um, decoys that they have to offer. They can you have multiple coats? sweet, like uh, pretty you know? sweet uh, decoys? So check that out. Okay. So to kind of wrap,
1: actually, I think you can. We'll check on that. This
0: Anyways. uh just a couple things. Um, I do think there is some pros to "quote unquote" the commercialization. So, um, some of these outfits, especially that have been established a while, mm-hmm. what you do see is a lot of money poured one back into the community that they're around. Two, they are pouring a lot of money into preserving habitat and/or creating new habitat for waterfowl, yeah. resting areas, whether flooded corn timber holes the sanctuaries for waterfowl to rest on their migration south so you do see a lot of that as well um which is always good because um, sometimes a lot of the state funds you know they don't have a ton of money themselves as well to pour and spread out you know they've got a lot of things they Got a whole Go- state yeah exactly mm-hmm. they can't just pour it all into waterfowl so um I'm definitely not trying to give these, you know, these operations bad names at all. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just throwing out what people have opinions on and what they're talking about. I'm just relaying what I hear, you know, from individuals, um, whether through messaging or at the store or whatever. So there are some pros to that, and one being the creation of substantial habitat for waterfowl um, during their migration Um, one of the things that you see con wines that people will talk about is just the, um, is the overpressuring of an area and then the waterfowl move on. And it's just, and you see that, but that, that can be from public land individuals too. Um, is just that saturation of hunting every morning and evening in the same spot. And then waterfowl, you know, like deer hunting, we were talking about, they're going to move on too, if you're pressuring them and they don't have a spot that they feel safe, that they can <laughs> yeah. relax in. Right. You're, they're getting shot at all the time. They're leaving. So, sure. and especially where we're at, or even farther South, it's different because the, you know, we've talked about it numerous times before, but that migration and as they're coming down, they're getting shot at every state they stop in at. And, you know, so, Anyways, the one thing that we were talking about with the Illinois River, though, was that used to be just a a sanctuary for Canada geese. Yeah. Giant population along the Illinois River. Where I got mixed up is we were talking, I was with Bo
3: Brooks and, and Brooke Richard, and they were talking about, like, that whole confluence of the Ohio River. Oh, Ohio and, River. In Mississippi. Okay. And they were talking about how much the geese would come
0: down to there, and it would be amazing, but they just, they're just they never there anymore. Not there anymore. So
3: that's a little bit farther south than what you're talking about in the yeah. Illinois River.
0: Yeah. And so what we saw along the Illinois River, um, especially after the 80s, 70s and 80s, um, at least from what I was reading and seeing, is an influx of outfitters and guides, and they would buy property along the Illinois River. And so, and a lot of that is bought up now. So two things I think that have equated to the population there. Now there's like no notable population now of Canada geese along the Illinois river. And it used to be like the place Mm -hmm. and now there's nothing is one, the degradation of habitat and two, the hunting aspect of it. Now that pressure side of it, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, not all on one or the other but so that's just one example of where there used to be a lot of waterfowl and now there's not as much the land has been bought up by outfitters so there's a lot of hunting pressure there is some degradation of the habitat as well but that's just one example Um, anyway so you know it's just food for thought it's just kind of those uh, you know I see it more on the deer side obviously as everybody knows that's my true passion Mm -hmm. you know, so I've seen, you know, some changing in that. Um, but again, there's pros to that too. You know, Missouri sees a lot of out of state hunters fly in and there's an influx of money, um, and revenue that's brought in, you know, even to our store, Yeah, you know, and that's a good thing to see. We see thousands of out of state hunters every year, whether it's Turkey, deer, waterfowl, and, especially with the airport being so close to our store, Mm -hmm. you know, they come by the store. So, um, and a lot of these people, they have the money to go on these hunts and they will come in and spend money in your town and fuel and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, and even, I think I was telling you, Josh, like my dad and me have said this, we, we catch ourselves saying this is, you know, we go out and we put forth some effort. Now, granted, we just kind of local public area Mm -hmm. and it's like how much it's changed. And we just, you put in a lot of effort, duck hunt,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) you know, grassing in boats or training dogs or getting up super early to go staying in the poor man's line or whatever it may be, or, um, setting out decoys. And then, you know, your success or what we deem as successful isn't, maybe what it used to be, you know, shooting one duck or two ducks or none at all. And so we've even caught ourselves saying, "Is like, man, why don't we just go to one of these outfitters and save up our money and take a trip for like three days and just have a great time for three days shooting a ton of ducks and you get your fix. And, you know, so there's that aspect of it too, you know, and the enjoyment of three days versus a season of just staring at the blue sky yeah i've been there too and that can be enjoyable too some of my most memorable hunts i didn't shoot anything and we we're just out there Man,
2: and, you know we didn't shoot our having limit. fun
0: we didn't shoot our limit saturday but we stayed out
3: till three o'clock from from sunrise to 3 p.m you put in a day for waterfowl hunting yeah and you know, we did have a front coming through at three, so that's kind of why we we stayed out that late. But at the same time, none of us really wanted to leave because we didn't have. I mean, there was nothing better we were doing that day. We were just having a great time sitting in the blind. Yeah, like it was just it was just a good day. Yeah, and we yeah. were just hoping that that three o'clock little bit of snow or something that was coming through that was going to like stir some stuff up, but was didn't didn't end up happening, and so we. Still had a good day. Yeah, got to cook some ducks the next day. It was amazing. Did I tell you about that, Josh?
2: Oh uh, yeah, your yeah. spoonie. Yeah.
0: You got a spoonie.
3: I shot. Well, yeah, I was. I cooked a spoonie Sunday night. Oh, okay. And I did it with legs and skin on and everything.
2: Oh, it was it was so it was so good. Nice. So don't pass up on them spoonies. Nope. No. Don't do it.
0: So what's your next? Josh, uh what what's your next adventure coming up?
2: Uh gonna be run around local for a while. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I feel like I've been on the Waterfowl
0: hunt, Water right? hunting. Waterfowl yep. hunting, yeah. Yeah Haunt, breaking out the ducks kayak.
2: Yeah, I might. Yeah. Got the goose trailer ready to go. Okay. Gonna just kinda run around, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So just like I used to. Sure but enough. I think next big trip is going to Texas. Shooting some cranes the first of the year. Okay. Or duck be geese. Cool. whatever. Why? Whatever whatever uh whatever yeah. opportunity presents itself. But yeah, I, I
0: think you doing any more, you're water. you're on the waterfowl train right now too, Chandler, probably.
3: Yeah, locally, yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know, man. You're you Chandler's keep talking gonna... about this deer hunt <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna go get him a deer tag and go sit in a tree stand. Well, I
3: think Saturday has gotta be duck and Sunday hundred oh, percent. Sunday could be goose. If it's not geese, it's deer. Yeah. That's the idea. Right. Because Saturday looks pretty good. Some, some North wind for mm-hmm. us. Yep. This would be the podcast goes out after of everything I'm talking about. So yeah, I'm not giving anybody any heads up, but sure. Saturday looks like a good North wind. Um, but Sunday actually gets warm. Well, I think three yeah. mile an hour South wind and gets a little bit warmer. So I might have a, a goose hunt for that day. If I don't, it might be a good day to go sit in the tree. Nice. Maybe with a rifle, too, because it's the last day of
0: antlerless. Oh, yeah. You know. 63 tomorrow. Yeah.
3: What's Sunday?
0: Sunday, 43, the overnight lows. So that's so like. Sunday's really not that Saturday, much Saturday, Sunday's the coldest day, though, over the next.
3: Yeah. Saturday, a front comes in, of cold of cold air comes in, of, it knocks it down to 42. It, and the this high. is
0: when I say cold, but I'm looking all the way out to the 20th. And we're in the low 40s. So really, that's not. When you're almost to the end of December and you're still in the low 40s. But this time of year is when I start looking at different towns up
3: north Mm -hmm. and their temperatures. Yeah. Their
0: forecasts. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, start looking up north. Yeah. Yep. A little bit colder. But yeah, we'll all be out there. You'll be duck hunting. You'll be duck hunting. Squirrel hunting. I might see some ducks fly by when I'm in a hang on.
3: You going deer hunting? So
0: Ain't I'll go list? a few more times. Well, yeah. I'm going to bow hunt. Are you going to bow hunt? Yeah. All right. So um, and then I'll probably. I guess you can't. Do, I guess you can't hunt Saturday with me, anyways. Yeah, I'll be at the store. And then the alternative season, maybe. But Get out the out of ladle. Ooh, I'm practice that. <laughs> so. All right. Um. But anyways, other than that, um, yeah, just keep enjoying it. And, uh, like I tell everybody, you know, keep getting out there, be safe, enjoy the weekend and, or the week and, uh, you know, get outdoors, whether you're hunting or hiking or fishing, people still fishing out there. Especially if you're around this area, sixty out. I was heard about. It'd be some a good day to go crappie I've been fishing. Hearing so about some, some are fish slaying some that crappie fish that live that area, in a so. in a
3: river that you catch on these fly rods. You can't Ooh. keep them right now, but they're massive. Yeah, um, you can cut that
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Well, you didn't say where to go. I didn't um, say, yeah, I didn't say where to go. So, uh, and obviously, you know, thanks everybody for listening and follow us on our YouTube. Uh, page and instagram the correct one and uh, facebook Uh, make sure you you know hit that subscribe button follow us on all our social media platforms we can't thank you enough for supporting us and letting us have a good time and you know speaking with you and all that so enjoy it get out there get out in nature be safe everyone and until next time peace Josh, did you break popcorn in?
2: Yeah.
1: Sweet.